0: What is BIG? At UCF, being BIG provides options. BIG creates opportunity, and BIG offers more than 80 accredited online programs and certificates
1: that fit your life no matter where you live. Ranked as one of the nation's top 15 online programs by US News and World Report, UCF Online is more than just convenient. It's life-changing. To apply or search for degrees, visit ucf.edu
0: online. From the University of Central Florida's Center for Distributed Learning, I am Tom Cavanaugh. And I am Kelvin Thompson. And you are listening to TOPcast, the teaching online podcast. We are back again, Kelvin. Yes. Back in the bunker again. Is there a hurricane outside again, Tom? No hurricane. The weather is, oh my gosh, it's beautiful here in nice. central Florida. We we talk about weather a lot to start the show, but... We should it, change the name of the podcast. I know. <laughs> Whether you wish to listen or not. <laughs> something uh, like something that. Something like that. Some awful, <laughs> awful pun. <laughs> pun. It's yeah. the only kind I know how to make, Tom. Yeah, well, it is. Uh, it is mid-April here in central Florida. Mm-hmm. and um, Allergy season. Allergy season, definitely. You may hear it in my voice. But uh, the, it is it is not quite oppressively, horridly hot and humid out yet. Yeah, it's, it's that, pretty darn nice out there. It's, there's those few
1: months we have out of the twelve that yeah. aren't that way.
0: Yeah, we yeah we we get just a couple, but we're on the cusp of of no longer enjoying our weather. But man, it is may great. I
1: pause for a second and and just say thank you to all that's good in the universe for air conditioning.
0: <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> I'm in favor. I'm a fan. It's uh, it was uh, uh Doctor Gorey. Did you know that? No. I think it's G O R I E. If you go to the Rotunda in uh-huh. Washington D.C., okay, every state has a statue of a famous uh, resident. There's, okay, there's 50 of them in yeah. the Rotunda. Florida's is Doctor Gorey. That is absolutely.
1: Washington, D.C. got something right. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he, yeah, he invented the That's the right person to to celebrate for Florida. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm in favor of this. Yep. I'm going to look this up now. I did not know that. Yeah. I'm a wealth of useless trivia. Yeah. Whether or not you choose <laughs> to listen. <laughs> We're changing the name of this thing. That's right. Mm. Um, you know, maybe as we make our... Um, Slurpy, slurpy sounds. Maybe it's, <laughs> I did hear the coffee yes. pouring. Maybe it's time to reset the coffee bit. Tom, why yeah, do we? Yeah, it a while. We, why are we beveraging?
0: Well, I mean, one of the original conceits of this podcast is that it's just a couple of dudes sitting around having a cup of coffee, talking about interesting online learning things or weather. Or weather, you know, weather seems to be making a lot of appearances. <laughs> that's right. Um, so you know, pull up a pull up a chair, put on your headphones, pour yourself a cup, and join us to have yes. a robust discussion. Robust.
1: Yes. That's right. That, that's right. That's that's exactly right. So I should maybe. But it's tell- turned
0: into a thing. It is a thing, and it's and it's drawn out of out of your particular expertise and interest in all things Java. Interest,
1: yes. yes. Uh, expertise, well, that's a bit of a stretch, but uh, yeah, I like coffee.
0: Yeah. It is Well, you know what a clover is and uh, what a pour-over is, which puts you two things ahead of me.
1: (laughs) Okay, sure. Yeah, well, I I bring the coffee. uh, You know, uh, I bring the coffee to us and we talk, and I should tell you about today's coffee. Uh, Today's coffee comes to us from our friend, Dr. Eric Fredrickson. Hello, Eric. From the University of Rochester, and uh, Eric also, as we might have said in the past, is the current president of the Board of Directors for the Online Learning Consortium. We featured Eric and his research in episode number 36, believe it or not, uh, called "Finding Online Learning Leaders." And so, this coffee from Eric uh, is a bit of a departure for us, as uh, it's uh, you know flavored coffee. You yes. know, my flavor, my favorite flavor is coffee. <laughs> yes, I like my coffee to taste like <laughs> coffee. Uh, this coffee is called, watch this, Jamaica me crazy. Yaman. Yeah, <laughs> so the roasters on the label of the, the bag say this is a quote delightful mix of cinnamon, rum, and pecan, or as I learned to say it growing up, pecan. Uh, our <laughs> most popular flavor. Unquote. Now I I did I was going to ask our colleague Dr. Rohan Jawala from here at UCF, yeah, who, who is
0: from gonna- <laughs> Kingston. <laughs>
1: <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask him. So Rohan. Does Jamaica smell like cinnamon <laughs> rum and pecan to see if... Because what makes this Jamaica? I don't know, but I, I'm i going to go on a limb and guess he's going to say no. But maybe I'm going to ask I him. I bet
0: he might say yes. He might say he yes. Knows. He That's right. loves
1: his homeland, as well, he should. He should. There's a lot to be proud of there. <clears> so how's the coffee and... How's the connection to today's episode, Tom? I
0: like the coffee. Um, I especially like the, uh, the rum. Uh.
1: <laughs> Artificially flavored, Artificially Tom. flavored, Artificially yeah, flavored. This would be a
0: whole lot more it interesting It's a different podcast. show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I do get the connection. Oh Yes. It's been a long time coming.
1: It come. has. It has. <laughs>
0: It's been a long, dry spell. <laughs> I don't know if my kung fu is back or not, or maybe or the coffee helped. I just need something really obvious because I'm pretty shallow. Now. Or rum. Or rum, <laughs> yes. The more, the better. So so help us, help us with the connection, Tom. So we are going to be talking about things that drive us crazy mm-hmm. about uh, teaching online. Mm-hmm. And as I said to you in the hallway on the mm-hmm. way down here, that it might more appropriately be called things that drive... Kelvin, crazy that Tom agrees with, because you took the lion's share of the prep for today's that's episode. Fine. That's, that's fine. A lot of things drive me crazy,
1: Tom. A lot of things. Having to do crazy. all the prep for the episode is probably on the top of that list. That's no, that's 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 not true. I'm happy to do this. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I checked with you, right? And you said that, no. These things drive me crazy too. They so, do. Yeah. Yes. So it's not just me. In, in my house, uh, I'm, I'm told that I'm full of. Comments and and critical opinions about things. I have lots of comments about about lots of things. Uh, But we should note too that this is the first episode of season five. Cinco. Four years are behind us, Tom. Wow. Four years. So we're
0: starting season five. Starting season five with this episode. Four whole years. We've We've never missed a month.
1: Nope. 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 So in the spirit of season four's kickoff episode, which is number 37, the the very popular Six Deadly Sins of Online Teaching. This is kind of a another numerically and meta-themed episode. Mm-hmm. So I guess these are... How many did we end up with here?
0: Eight. Eight. Ocho.
1: Eight things that make us crazy about the field. We'll see if we get to them all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> number one. Yeah. Okay, I see our time is up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Had quite a bit of banter. Uh, but that's all right. Yeah. Um so uh since since you sort of took the lead on putting the list together, uh-huh. shall I prompt? Sure and thing respond? Sure thing. So um what would you say is uh is the first one on the list that makes you crazy? <laughs> You're gonna do that little that, you know, that voice yeah. every single <laughs> it's time. A, it's the morning zoo with Tom Kellen. <laughs> You call us. we are the fifth
1: caller. With what drives you crazy? Uh, that's right. We'll send you some some Jamaican yeah. me crazy crazy coffee. Uh, we have a hard time. Number one, we have a hard time even knowing how to refer to the field. Like we could call this things that make us crazy about the field of teaching online slash online education slash digital learning slash
0: distance learning distance online learning learning. e-learning distributed learning distributed learning yeah Uh, whatever it is yeah what is this we do it's not anthropology (laughs) right (laughs) why do they get the easy one yeah exactly yeah
1: yeah. yeah. So we have a hard time even knowing to it. So we did talk a little bit back uh, in episode 44 this past season, the intertwined futures of online and digital learning, where we kind of talked about that a little bit. And we even way back, you won't remember this far back, Tom, but in episode number one. Yes. Episode we, number one.
0: We were wee tadpole prodca- that's right. uh, podcasters.
1: That's right. Uh, what is online learning yep. was the, the main title of it. So we, we've kind of touched on this uh, a little bit. Uh, before, but even in last episode, episode forty-eight, with our guest Dr. Chuck Jubin, he made reference to Katrina Myers' statement about yep. can't we just talk about learning yeah. rather than online? I wrote a,
0: a book chapter that was called basically that it was in basically B- that. That's a good yeah, basically very catchy. that yeah, quote unquote. Now um, I forget exactly what I called it, but it was something about you know how online learning is just becoming learning. Yeah, and. Um, it was in, uh, if somebody's interested, I guess we can link to it. It's mm-hmm, open source. Sure. It was uh, uh, the last book that Diana Obinger edited ah. edit when she was uh, president Educause. of Educause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. No, I think there's
1: a, a really valid point there for sure. But then I think it's uh, it's much like these mugs from which we are drinking, this uh, tasty um, Finger Lakes Coffee Roasters, uh, Jamaica Be Crazy Coffee here. I hope I said before where it came from, from Eric, but Finger Lakes Coffee Finger Roasters. Finger Lakes
0: Coffee, because nothing says Jamaica like the middle of New York State.
1: <laughs> it's, it's lovely up there, though. It's beautiful. Uh, it, yeah. I, I think it's probably really nice this time of year, yes, I would, I would actually, yeah. But much like these mugs, they have a handle that we can pick them up, and it is, <laughs> it is useful to have some way to refer to our field, right? Yeah. Just learning is pretty broad, and what kind of learning? What you know from what part of learning are you you know th- so it', it it's helpful to have something yep. but it, it does drive me crazy that you have to spend in certain circles
0: like 10 minutes trying to explain what you
1: are and what you're not
0: yep so um, you know, one of the things that you had suggested which I thought was a good idea was um, you know a a suggestion for something that would ameliorate the craziness that it drives you to yeah um, so take away some of the crazy yeah mm-hmm. yeah Let's take a anti-crazy pill mm-hmm. by by Perhaps defining the terms a little more consistently across yeah, the landscape. Sure.
1: Yeah, and being consistent with those terms. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think that would help. That would that help me feel less crazy. Yes. That's, that's we good. actually
0: talked about this. I forget the number of the episode, um, but it was the one that we recorded at the last OLC, mm-hmm. um, where we talked about digital learning as a term versus online. Yep. And episode forty-four. Oh. That was the one you were talking about. That was Sorry. It. I was focused on number one. That's it. Yeah. Both are true. Both are true.
1: I think it's come up uh, maybe here and there as well,
0: but yeah, it's a thing. Yep. All right. So that's one. Number two. Define your terms. Mm-hmm. Have a hard time knowing what we are. Yeah. What is the second thing that could potentially be driving Kelvin
1: crazy? Oh my gosh. This does start, drive me crazy, Tom. Uh, I think it drives you less crazy. You have to tell me though. Okay. Online has to freaking justify <laughs> everything, you
0: know? This is a family podcast, <laughs> yeah. Kelvin.
1: <laughs> so we're just like held to a higher standard it yeah, seems like. Yeah, now drives me crazy too. Although you've told me get over it.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, because I've forced myself to uh, because the more I I I say that the more defensive I feel and and the less effective it is in yeah. actually changing somebody's mind.
1: Yeah, I've given that advice in a couple of talks recently uh, you know, trying to channel yeah. channel you there and I it, still I sputter. But you know, Chuck, our friend who was here last uh, episode, Chuck Jubin, Mm -hmm. has often quipped, when did face-to-face become the gold standard? You know, he's got that line. Yeah,
0: he's right. I've quoted him on that many times. Mm -hmm. Um, I can think of plenty of crummy face-to-face classes I've been in. Sure, I've been in online classes that were way better. The modality yeah. does not make quality. Yeah. And,
1: and and conversely, there have been some really wonderful face-to-face classes and yep. some not-so-hot online classes, sure. right? Sure. Absolutely. But I will say this. Um, I've said this a lot in different settings that online does tend to make the invisible visible and mm-hmm. the implicit explicit.
0: Yep. Yep. you know, so
1: it surfaces things, and those things might be good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think things are more likely to be good, frankly, because you've had to uh, make your assumptions um, more explicit. And you, have mm-hmm. to, you have to put it all together. The design is is clearer, I think, because yep. of that. Yep.
0: So, uh, a potential fix for that to avoid the crazy? Eh, just accept it and rise to
1: the take the high road rise yeah. to the higher standard meet the
0: challenge head, head on challenge. and and uh, you know grumble under your breath right uh, I, <laughs> as i do often go home and kick the dog and not really i don't have a dog um, and the cat's tough <laughs> i i have spoken to a, a an associate dean here uh, at ucf in the past and um she, she does not have a terminal degree mm-hmm. in her college, but she's an associate dean and she handles a lot of stuff. And uh, she's had to deal with some of the, the bias associated with, oh, you don't have a terminal mm-hmm. degree. Um, and, and her advice that she gave herself mm-hmm. that she lives by is uh, just kill them with competence. Mm-hmm. That's and I, good. And it served her well because she's awesome. Yeah, that's um, good. And, and I think there's maybe something to be learned here for that. Just you yeah. say, OK, if, if, this is, if these are the rules we got to play by, then we're going to win the game. Yeah. Yep. Number three. Number three. Do you want me to go? Sure, go, please. All right. Um, This is one definitely I agree with. Um, (laughs) Not those first two, but this one. (laughs) No, I I told you. I agree with all of them. Um, Online somehow automatically equates Mm -hmm. to lower quality. Mm -hmm. Just because it's online means it is not... You know what is up with yeah. that, and it's sort of a corollary to the to the comment about when did face to face become the gold standard? Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I read an article in the paper uh, this week. Mm-hmm. I mean, even yesterday, um, one of our our kind of influential columnists was writing an article about the K twelve uh, virtuals you yeah. know, system here, which and is. Uh nationally known nationally that's known a, is the largest in the country sure. they do a great job yeah um, but his high school daughter was in a online pe class oh boy um and is a he was writing about some other things they've had some issues here um kind of with their board and other things but as an aside mm-hmm. he said yeah my daughter was in it and you know and basically he said i as a premise that um if it's online it's not good uh and she was in an online pe class and um how do I describe that? Uh, what's the nuance word I'm looking for? Oh, yeah, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks. Thanks. A lot. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a prima facie kind of, um, you know, uh, bias that if it is online, therefore, it must not be good from people who have not personally experienced, you know, really yes. well-designed online courses or programs.
1: That's right. I, I, we've talked about this. We run into this uh, regularly. Uh different work groups or, or decision makers um, within our state, elsewhere, other organizations, and somebody will trot out something like that. Well, you know, there's widespread belief that online poor quality. Well, is there? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, yeah. and, and there's kind of like this, is that right? I mean, you see some uh, surveys, right, of like uh, higher ed. Uh, faculty and administrators, and you see proportions and all that. But I don't know I don't know that that's completely true. There's definitely a sector.
0: There's definitely a portion. But really? Yeah. Everybody? Yeah, and I think that the audience that's potentially listening to this podcast is sort of in our corner well, on this. Well, of course. It's, of course they are. It's to the choir we preach. That's right. Um, but um, but I think we all sort of get frustrated by this, and everybody who's, who lives in this world of, of online education has dealt with this question. Yeah, there, isn't it isn't it lower quality because it is online? Oh, aren't they all cheating? And yeah. isn't it easier? Like convenience is somehow equated with ease. Yeah, you know?
1: that's right. And we've talked a lot on this podcast about uh, iron triangle and yep. so forth. And so you balance quality and uh, affordability um, and whatever the other one is. Uh,
0: <laughs> Cost, quality, and access. Yeah, access. Like uh, I was going to say, scale. Yeah, access. Yeah. Right. So all those things. It was one of the questions that uh, Tavis Smiley asked me when yeah. I was on his show. Sure. And, and my answer was that as um, it's not so much the quality of the course, and his question was more about sort of employer perceptions, um, but it's about the brand. Mm-hmm. So if it's a quality institution that has mm-hmm. you know quality infrastructure and good assessment mm-hmm. and you know faculty development and all of that then um, wh- if they're applying all of that to online as much as they are to face-to-face, mm-hmm. in many cases, as we've said, more to online, mm-hmm. um, why would you think it'd be worse? Why?
1: Yeah, that's true. And I think the the idea behind kind of adjusting this one, making it better, making me less crazy, is uh, similar to the previous one, provide evidence of online quality. It might gall you, but yeah. but just, you know, kill them with competence, right? Uh, yep. you know, just. Keep trotting it out there. Show the data. Yep. For sure. I know we're going to have to ramp up our frequency of uh, our speed of, of these things. We're going to make it to the... Yeah, that's all right. All 27 of them we're before the... There. Uh, <laughs> there's not 27, <laughs> 27. Really. There's not 27.
0: Yeah. All right. So the next one you want me to do? Sure. Because this, this one is... <laughs> is one that I sort of threw in last minute.
1: <laughs> no, but it's I was going to make a quip. You know, like... <laughs> But I'm not going to. Okay. <laughs>
0: I'm not going to. Maybe valor, discretion being the better part of valor. Sure. Um, so this is one I get, I, I see a lot that um, for profit and online are mm-hmm. somehow equivalent. Yeah. They, they right? get conflated. Sure. Online is for profit. Yeah. And that's not true. It is not true. And, um, and. I think it, it's sort of insulting both ways. Absolutely. So it's insulting to those of us that are not for profit because yeah. we, you know we take a lot of pride in our nonprofit status. Yeah. But it also implies that all nonprofit is bad, um, which is also not which true. which is not also not true. We have a lot of a lot of friends in the for profit sure. um, higher ed space, and they do really really excellent work. Um, and, I, and unfortunately, I think they have been tainted by by a few bad actors in the for profit space. That's right.
1: So there's actually like a cloud of other sort of assumptions and beliefs that are around, you know, kind of behind that kind of conflation that you're talking about. But yeah, that's not true. Online and for profit are not the same thing. So how do you fix it?
0: Well, uh, I think we have to educate policymakers because that's Mm -hmm. where I I tend to see it a lot. That Mm -hmm. and faculty. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. faculty. We don't want to be university of X. Fill in the blank. We probably Mm -hmm. are all thinking the same one. Mm -hmm. And I hear it all the time. So... um, my answer is always okay. So if that's not who you want to be, don't be that. Yeah, you know, be who you want to be. Uh, yeah. It's in your control as the faculty, and we are here to help you. Um, so yeah, um, and I think also as we, um, as as online learning becomes more ubiquitous and mm-hmm. gets adopted by mm-hmm. these these bigger brands, yep. like as I sort of mentioned, uh, like on that Smiley show. Um, it's the, it's the reputation of the school doing it that I think will drive the quality discussion as time goes on, yeah, more right. so than the modality.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, your favorite institution here, online. Yeah. You know, is yeah. that you you get familiar with it? and Yeah.
0: Yeah, sure. University of Pennsylvania is now offering an online undergraduate program. Um, I have a feeling it's probably pretty good. You know, people are not going to say, well, gee, you know, Penn, Ivy League school, that must be bad because it's online. Yeah, right. Yeah,
1: that's, that's true. Uh, so number four. Five number five. So Kelvin,
0: what yeah. drives you crazy?
1: Yeah, I don't. This is not as eloquent, but online and really maybe even blended. Uh, online means put some content online, like a you know like a filing cabinet, like file short, <laughs> file sharing space. Yeah,
0: here's my list of powerpoints and PDFs. Like uh,
1: no, <laughs> uh, yeah. no, and and maybe wrapped up with that is. Um, for our, our blended uh, friends, those who tune in, because we do talk about blended under the broad um, heading of, of online. the Nothing against flipped, but the equating of flipped and blended, right? Yes. The idea that, um, well, if you're doing blended, that must be some kind of online content presentation, and then you're going to come do the you know, real stuff um, face-to-face or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, that's not the case either.
0: Yeah. I'll put, well, like what our College business dean has said in the past, and I think we've talked about it: is I want to put the low-value stuff online. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. that's an approach, right? Yeah. Uh, I do like our our colleague uh, Dr. Beth Young here at UCF. Uh, years ago, uh, said to me that she'd been teaching online, then she started teaching blended courses, and and she, I think I've mentioned this before, she. Uh, talked about a, a revelation she had. She said, at first I approached it as uh, teaching with an online filing cabinet, hmm. uh, face-to-face with an online filing cabinet, to shifting to an online course with strategic face-to-face workshops.
0: Totally changes your your lens.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm like,
0: yeah. yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, she gets it.
1: Yeah. And I guess, you know, there's like some mookishness in here too. You know, like as, there can be some really good MOOCs, but a lot of that's like uh, content presentation. So kind of like there's conflation with um, for profits. I think there's, it's just a bunch of content. There's no real human thing. There's yeah. no real interaction. Yeah.
0: And actually maybe that's a that's a corollary to both of these, um, the, the conflation of online and MOOC Because, mm-hmm. you know, a few years ago was the year of the MOOC and right. a lot of people's only exposure to or understanding of online learning is this 100,000 seat, you know, computer science course. And um, they think, oh, that must be what online learning is. And and certainly it's not. Not too much. So I think to whatever extent we're able to showcase the best
1: of online or blended, including those human interactions, I think think that helps us. Makes me less crazy the more I see the good stuff. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. All right, number six. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do this one. Sure. You know what drives me crazy, Kelly? Tell
1: me what drives you crazy about this field, Tom.
0: When uh, people perceive, or even institutions actually take this as a strategy, because <laughs> it's it's happened <laughs> that online learning is is solely an enrollment growth mm-hmm. slash revenue play, uh-huh. and um, they think it's just a cash cow yeah. that they can that they can use to grow enrollment and make money. And um, I think that that's a recipe for trouble. It drives me crazy. No, that's
1: right. And I, I wrote down in my notes, kind of parenthetically, sleazy. <laughs> a sleazy enrollment growth strategy.
0: Yeah. And that sort of plays into the, the bad actors in that for-profits space. Yeah, who've that's right. done similar things. Yeah, you get tainted. Yeah. Tainted and painted,
1: right? You, you, you. So how do you, how do you offset that. Yeah,
0: I think, you know, number one is to make sure that you're actually aligning your online strategy to your institutional objectives. You mm-hmm. know, as you've described it, what's your value proposition yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and it sh- revenue can be a piece of it. Sure. Obviously, you, gotta, you can't lose money right, <laughs> on it right, or else why right. do it? Um, but it should be doing something else in addition. If you look at the Iron Triangle, mm-hmm. you should be trying to improve student outcomes. You should be trying to meet a community need by providing access to programs that maybe students can't access. And, and if, if you can reduce costs or generate revenue for the university, they can do other beneficial things with mm-hmm. it. You should look at it in a much broader holistic context.
1: Yeah, I remember um, our now retired um, UCF colleague, Dr. Steve Sorg, taught the first online courses at UCF. Founding director of the Center for Distributed Learning always used to kind of say back in the day, "Well, you can be trying to um, reach new students, or you can be trying to better serve your existing students." Yeah, and I mean, and, and honestly, a lot of everything that you might do kind of kind of flows from those those two major uh, approaches. A lot of folks say, oh, "I'm going to go find me some new students." Yeah. <laughs> Okay,
0: good yeah. luck. <laughs> well, you know, I, also, I often quote, as we often do in this podcast, uh, Dr. Joel Hartman, uh-huh. who who says that if if you are doing online learning only to make money, um, it's a recipe for, for trouble. Because yeah. um, if you're doing it for the right reasons and you do it in the right way, the money will follow. Yeah. And I think that's – we've seen that.
1: Uh, there are lots
0: here. of examples where mm-hmm. where institutions and administration have have done something to try to make money through online learning and have not brought the faculty along with them have mm-hmm. not brought the community and infrastructure along with them and, and they have imploded yeah
1: so have a value proposition yep. align with your um, your institutional objectives your institutions objectives yep. yep
0: two left two left so Kelvin uh, number seven what mm-hmm. what drives you crazy <sighs> This is maybe more
1: broad, brush-stroked, but the belief that technology, quote unquote, in and of itself will solve anything. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, let's just add technology to it. Yeah. You know, the technology yeah. I suppose it's true um, that technology is a is an amplifier, right? For better or for worse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it will, it will make some things better. It will make some things louder or faster or more, more of um, or um, complicate things. Everything comes at a price. But technology is not the same as uh, intentionality or design.
0: Yep. Uh, you know, you need that. And again, to quote Joel, um, uh, just adding technology without changing the fundamental processes around that technology mm-hmm. just adds expense and frustration.
1: Yes, don't try to teach a pig to sing, it's, it's painful in the ears and it frustrates the pig. <laughs> okay. Something like that. Something like that, Something and, like, yeah,
0: okay. Yeah. So how would you, how would you, you know, ameliorate that?
1: Well, I think pulling on the thread uh, from your, your quote from Joel Hartman there, I think um, differentiate between technology and uh, what we might call implementation or design, you know, the, the mm-hmm. process stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, technology is so a
0: part of a solution, not the solution. Right, for sure. Technological determinism does not fit in higher ed online learning. Yes, that's that's true. Although you've kind of
1: claimed the the technological determinist uh, label on this podcast, uh, sometimes, bit, yeah, sometimes. So there's something yes, to be said but there.
0: I'm I'm as critical and
1: skeptical <laughs> as the next. <laughs> so theorist. what is what is the what's, the what's the contrast? Social determinism
0: or something? So it's something, it, it's something like that. Uh, all all right. right, and the very last thing that drives Kelvin crazy that Tom agrees with. The role of the instructional designer is almost always
1: misunderstood. I just heard people shout out every exclamation that they could, <laughs> that they could from afar as they heard that. I, yeah, I think we all get frustrated by that, right? Yeah. And part of that's the confusion of the terms. Uh, I was talking with our instructional design team this past week a little bit about that. You know, instructional designer, instructional technologist, learning engineer.
0: Well, and, and in different institutions, what they do is yes, different. Yes. That doesn't right. help. <laughs>
1: that's exactly right. And and related to that, uh, the number of hats yep. these people, quote unquote, roll at each, uh, wear at each institution is, is different. Yep. You know, you wear ten hats. You wear one hat. Whatever that's that complicates things. Uh, and then, as I said, I was as, as I was saying to our instructional centers this past week, I believe metaphors are destiny. So, mm-hmm. what you the metaphor you use for what this role is, I think, is Im, is important. You know, I've got yeah. my favorite ones, and others do as well. But I do think inst- just to <coughs> I think say something I think our audience primarily will agree with. Boy, and instructional designers are really crucial to this field.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I really do believe that.
0: Yep, absolutely. All right, so that's probably the advice, right, to, yeah. to mitigate this particular
1: craziness, Make, make that criticality uh, evident. Right. You know, yeah. instructional design, this is, all, this is all anchored down to the linchpin instructional designers. That's
0: right. Well, we've reached the end of our eight list, eight item list. And I
1: see we're only two hours into the podcast, <laughs> so we got...
0: Not too bad. <laughs> My coffee is, is run low, okay. and uh, so um, bottom of the Spider Man mug that you have generously provided. How was to that? Me.
1: Was that? Do you feel like going?
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for spitting into the microphone.
1: <laughs> spider Man. Spider Man
0: <laughs> does whatever a spider
1: can. Spins a web any size, catches crooks just like flies. Look out!
0: So now we have to pay Marvel royalty. <laughs> <laughs> and finish you. the song. Yeah. I don't even know that they own it. Yeah, Sony. <laughs> All right. Us. So, mm-hmm. Kelvin, you want to you wanna do the bottom line for us? Wrap it up? Uh, let the web slinger land on his yes. <laughs> three-point
1: roof uh, landing there. Uh, okay, sure. Don't get us wrong. We love this field. We do. Whatever it's called. Uh, but there are some things that make us crazy about it. Unfortunately, almost all of these things are misperceptions of those outside right. the field. But fortunately, it is within our control to reclaim the narrative and alter these misperceptions by our actions. If only they would understand us. If only they would
0: understand us. <laughs> Seek first to understand rather than to be understood. There you go. Something like All that. All right. Well, uh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So maybe um, maybe I'll do one little plug sure, before plug we before we pull the plug. Uh-huh. Um, so as you may be aware, the full catalog of Topcast's past 49 episodes
1: 49
0: are available on our website at topcast.online.ucf.edu. topcast.online.ucf.edu. Have that tattooed on your mm-hmm. forearm so you can always refer to it. I like do. I do. Mm-hmm. Most of the episodes are evergreen and uh, still have value. And we actually get notes all the time from people who yeah. are kind of, you know, finding us and, and back listening to our, to our you know, backlog. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Apple Podcasts and other platforms are currently missing the first two seasons. Mm-hmm. Note, mm-hmm. add that to your tattoo. Um, so we're going to look into that and see if Mm -hmm. there's anything we can do about it but at the moment as you're listening to this the first two seasons are not available in the um in those apps so uh you'll have to go to the website Mm -hmm. um to uh to hear those those first two seasons Mm -hmm. so come celebrate season five episode one here of season five by listening to or sharing with a colleague some of the episodes from past seasons gone by
1: Oh, what a, what a lovely sentiment. Isn't it? Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll email 10,000 of my closest friends with a spa- I mean, uh, invitation to. <laughs> <laughs> and What's if you have
0: sent us coffee, thank you. Thank um, you. We are working our way through our coffee backlog as well. We are, indeed. So until next time, for TopCast, I'm Tom. I'm Kelvin. See ya.